Go. Hi, everybody. Hey, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Happy rainy, gross, awful 10-day stretch of weather we have. Uh, for those of you that don't know or weren't privy to the awesomeness of 90s rock, that was Blind Melon with No Rain. And perfect for our uh, Seattle, North Carolina weather. Yeah, welcome to Seattle, where the temperature is about 38 degrees and it's going to rain for the next 10 days. So we felt fitting to put my man Shannon Hoon, rest in peace, on display here. As our um, as our intro song, as our walk up song, we might do a new one every week. We might just do no rain. I don't know, but I think an element to a great podcast is a little um, music, some music elements. Yeah. yeah, little love. Yeah, so we're experimenting, and we're on Facebook Live on the Bonfire Brothers page. We'll share this through our business pages and our personal pages, really in an effort to um, to bring you guys in. Yeah. Maybe you witness a train wreck. Maybe it's like the last lap at Daytona, and you get twenty-five cars that just <laughs> smash into each other. And my man, Danny, my man Denny Hamlin comes out with the win. Gosh, I can't imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine winning the Daytona Five Hundred and what you would go through for so, the next week. So funny story as we start this this podcast episode three, we kind of won the Daytona Five Hundred indirectly. So yeah. Our, our kids all go to Primrose here in Cornelius. Uh, Denny Hamlin, shout out to Denny Hamlin. Yes. Disclaimer, I do not know Denny Hamlin personally. I know nope. people that know Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin's five-year-old daughter is in our, um, yeah, our daughter's it, kindergarten class. Yeah. And we were watching the Daytona 500. We had some friends over. I'm not a big, I'm not a big race car fan, but inter- like interested enough. And we had some people over that were interested. Um, yesterday was President's Day, so Sunday night was kind of a freebie. We were all just hanging out, and we were watching it. And then, sure enough, like one or two laps left to go, there's just a dumpster fire of a wreck. <laughs> and here comes Denny Hamlin out in front. I'm like, oh, like Denny Hamlin, like her, his kid goes to our kid's school. And then Joey Logano's like one or two behind him, and Joey Logano lives in Charlotte, goes to Elevation um, when he's not traveling. So... All of a sudden, um, we've got some vested interest in the in the Daytona 500, and thankfully there was only one lap left because that's about all I can stand of, of NASCAR. <laughs> um, and so, sure enough, Denny Hamlin wins, and I thought it was super cool that he's sponsored from head to toe in Jordan, which I thought was really. I had neat. no idea. I didn't like either. your shoes, Jordan. Like my like my Jordans. Shout out to my Jordans. I'm due for a new pair here soon. But who knew Michael Jordan was in the NASCAR market? Apparently Denny Hamlin did, but so this guy's this guy is decked out in Jordans, and it was it was really cool. And we watched more racing than I would have. Plus, we watched some of the post the post game where they interviewed him. Seems like a cool guy, and sure enough, um, his family gets up and like and my five year old Eliza's watching. Goes, there's Taylor, and yeah. I think I think Taylor was picking her nose on camera. <laughs> T- T- Taylor is five, so she's allowed to pick her That's nose. That's okay. That's okay. And uh, as long as she doesn't eat it, you're winning as a parent. Yeah, and so it was. Uh, it was cool. And like, <laughs> man, if I if I see this guy at Primrose or if I see Taylor, 
I'm going to give her a shout out because that's the second Daytona 500 in four years. Yeah, that's awesome. And arguably the biggest race of the year. So Winner gets a million bucks. Winner gets a million. Right. Great. Not including whatever sponsorship money he's going to walk away with, which is probably in the multi-million range. Yeah, I started, I started following him on Facebook because of it. Michael Jordan's going to have to write a big check. Yeah. So congrats, <laughs> congrats, Denny Hamlin. That's our that's our five minute intro on NASCAR, which we didn't intend or script, <laughs> but but it was kind of cool. So um, so yeah, we wanted to we wanted to jump on and, and hey, I owe you guys an update. So one of our three charter school lotteries has come and passed. I did think it was very cool that Lake Norman Charter broadcasted their um, their lottery live on YouTube. Unfortunately, neither of our kids got in. What, what happens with yours? So my daughter did not get in Lake Norman Charter. My daughter's in because Sarah is a teacher at Lake Norman Charter, and she automatically gets moved to the top of the list. Okay. And because she's in, that automatically took a spot away from somebody else who's trying to get in from the lottery. So was she then not included on the list of 50 names that got read off? Correct. Okay. Correct. So what happened was the names that got read off were for the available slots – all the other spots that were taken were mm. ones that were either teachers' kids or siblings of children that are coming back to Lake Norman Charter. Like maybe they have an older sibling yeah, yeah. in a higher grade, and now they're entering school. So they, they allocate all those spots first, okay. and then it's what's left over. It's, it's all, yeah. Very cool. So is she officially in, or is she? are you still waiting to hear if she's in next year? Anna's in. We got the, Anna's in. Yeah, you got the nod. We got the nod before the lottery even happened. Oh. Like, hey, Anna's in. Okay. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. You've done that to me a couple times this weekend. I have no idea what you're talking about. You did that to me with the TV conversation. Oh, I did. I did do that. With so the J- TV conversation. so so JP's asking me my opinion on TVs and and he's telling me about how he's like measuring up these TVs and he's asking me these questions. But three days ago, he already made his decision about a TV. So the question was really irrelevant. It was. It was. Um, you were just soliciting my opinion. Right. So we we. We're supposed to go out of town for President's Day weekend, yeah. Uh, but my in-laws, we're going to see them in Virginia, but they were sick. So obviously, I have some free time on my hands now. Let's do a project. So yeah. we totally demoed uh, the shelf up in our bonus room or our playroom, and we decided to put some shiplap up. Okay. And we, we thought, hey, you know what? That'd be a great spot for us to take the TV that's on our wall now, maybe mount it over into the shiplap area, mm-hmm. and it'll be great. Well, as soon as we did it, all of a sudden, our currently 55-inch television looks like it looks awful. It looks like a, there's like a tiny little picture frame. It looks like a tube TV from the 70s. It does. It looks awful. So lo and behold, we started looking at televisions, and we went and we like 75. Oh my gosh, 75 is massive. No, nah, 75 was too small. And how did you determine that 75 was too small? <laughs> Please. So we had this giant thing of cardboard, right? <laughs> so we, we cut this cardboard out to the dimensions of the TV withstand, and we started as high up as the televisions they had available could go okay. for ones that would fit on a stand. So we started with an 85-inch dimension, like TV Piece and of cardboard. Stand. Piece of cardboard okay. and stand. So we're cutting this thing up with scissors, mm-hmm. and we, we put it in there, and the 85 filled the space perfectly but let's be honest, the shiplap I put up looked damn good. And I didn't, I didn't want to hide it. It looked amazing. I didn't want to hide it with a television. So I wanted a little bit of it to show. But then the 75 inch was too small. But Samsung makes an 82 inch, which is like right in the middle. Yeah. It's going to be perfect. Amazing. So we bought the 82 inch. That is a big <laughs> effing TV. Uh, I'm not going to cuss, but that's a. 
that's a that's big a, TV. That's a BF TV right there. And when your wife says, "Hey, let's buy an 82-inch television," you as jump. a dude, are yeah, you, you you pounce on? Are you that. gonna say, "No, honey, we should wait until I get a good commission"? No, you're you're gonna buy that TV because your, your finger wife. is your finger is hitting yes on Amazon quicker <laughs> than you can even breathe at that point. Ugh. So it's getting delivered on Thursday. Can I be there when it gets delivered? I would love it. I would love it. Not volunteering to help lift it. No, just volunteering right. to Come on, I bet you it weighs no more than this laptop. It probably doesn't weigh very much. Right? That's cool. I'm also lightly in the market for a new TV. I have aspirations, and this, this flows into our topic nicely, but I have aspirations of turning my garage, which is very much a garage. I've built a lot of stuff in it. I'd like to turn it into a little bit more of a, of a man space, maybe a he shed. I don't know, <laughs> but I've got I've got a I've got a tool bench, I've got my my refrigerator which is mainly um, adult beverages, and then next to it I have um, my workout you know kind of like my home gym which um, I also <laughs> want to start to build out a little bit more. So, but I need a good spot. I need a good spot to just go and do some projects, go burn some calories, yeah. then replenish those calories with more calories, and so. We, we just started talking, JP and I, about our favorite you know, DIY projects and, and what we'd like to do. I think, we both, I think we both discovered indirectly that we're fairly handy at certain things and that we're completely miserable and terrible at other things. <laughs> so, so what is your, um, maybe before we jump, yeah, before we jump, like what's, what's your favorite DIY project that you've done uh, over the last couple of years, it has to be the shiplap that we just did because you it was so easy, right? Like you you get a piece of wood, it's straight wood. You're not making any crazy cuts. Mm -hmm. You're just making straight cuts on it. You're putting little nickels between the wood before you put the next piece on top. You just make sure the wood's level. You hammer it in with your little pneumatic nailer or your screw, and it's, it's just, that easy. And it's so easy, and it looks so good. Really, so good. Interesting. Best thing and. We want to we want to do another bedroom. We want to do like an accent wall in the bedroom now with it, just to kind of maybe behind the guest bedroom, maybe put a barn door up that kind of goes into the bathroom in that bedroom, right? That's neat. So that's our next project, I think, that we're gonna do with it. Okay. I've never I don't have any experience with shiplap, so yeah. Now, however, the bad part about it is where you do have to come around the edges where you have to caulk. I'm not a caulker. That is not something that I enjoy to do. That is something that if I could, I would pay somebody to, hey, will you just come caulk my stuff? Mm. Because I literally, I don't know how to cut the tube enough. Sometimes I cut it too small. Yep. Sometimes I cut it too big. Then I try to run my finger. I, you're wiping your hands off on like a thousand rags and napkins. Uh, Finally, Just destroying end, everything. It's awful. Awful. And then I had to repaint everything because the caulk lines that I was rubbing my finger, oh, it was just terrible. So they make this caulk that's like a little paint tube now. So you don't need the big caulk gun anymore, but... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not good at it. But as a either. dude, you have to have the caulk gun, right? Like you gotta, yeah, you gotta use the caulk gun. It's an unwritten rule, right? That you have to use the caulk gun, and you no matter how big the mass. And you can't buy that thing at Lowe's either that has like the special caulk lines where you can run your, you know, where it's supposed to be like a mm -hmm. caulk. No, no, no. no. You, you've got to put your finger on that thing. You got to <laughs> run your finger down the caulk line. <laughs> <laughs> you just burn so many tiles uh, just caulking. Oh, God, it's awful. That's hilarious. I'm sure it's on my pants. I wore these jeans. Yeah. I was walking through. We had a babysitter come over Friday night, and I was walking them, just giving them kind of a quick tour of the house, and I realized that I've done a lot around the house, and maybe I don't give myself enough credit for it, but I also, I also think it speaks to how much I like, A, working with my hands, B, like being creative, C, cutting stuff, and D, 
um, just maybe getting some creative energy out that doesn't involve my wife and kids, which I love my wife and kids. Yeah. They're the most amazing thing in the world. But I need to be a guy sometimes. And sometimes that's from 11 o'clock until 2 a.m. in my garage on a Saturday night. Um, but I... But I've done like, I've done a lot around the house, and I'm pretty proud of it. It's it's just kind of fun to reflect on some of those projects. So the garage is where you do all your projects. That's yeah. your coveted space. That's that's my space. Okay. Even from a couple years ago, I I built my own workbenches. And so I have. Did you notice I have two workbenches in I my did. garage? I did. So one's got a TV over top of it. Yeah, I didn't mean to have two. So when I so when I printed off the Google when I printed off the plans off Google a, a number of years ago, I printed it. Like you shouldn't tell people that. Well, it's funny though. No, I built this with my hands. Like well, I, you didn't I print Google plans. I so I printed Google plans. <laughs> they were pretty easy, and I go and get all this wood. And I'm a big Lowe's guy, so I go to Lowe's like four times. And I'm I'm doing all this stuff and. I make all, I'm, you know, I make the bench, and I'm really proud of it, and I'm looking at it, and then I look like two feet over, and I have got a pile of supplies left. What did I do? Well, in the very, very fine print of the Google Plans, it says supplies allocated for two benches. Uh. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, come on, dude. So I, so I literally, I You're made identical benches, and I've, I kind of put them like in the corner of my garage. I think they look great, but it was start all over again. I was like, man, I was like, I got a lot of supplies here. So that was a, a little bit of a faux pas in my, awesome, in my, in my woodworking though. So your least favorite thing to do is then what? Caulking? Caulk for sure. Yeah. I, I, I don't like painting a whole lot, but paint's easy, right? Paint's mm -hmm. all in the prep work. If you want a good paint job, tape, just put tape everywhere. Yeah. And then just paint, go nuts, right? But caulking, not fan. And I also tried to make a picture frame once too, where you had to cut like the forty-five degree angles and you know, like maybe crown molding. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's a fine art. Yeah, I can't do that. It sounds like a disaster. No, straight cuts all day long. I got you. So, so you worked for a general contractor for a long time. So tell me about tell me about some of your favorite tools that you have in your in your arsenal. So I did, and I'm going to use the term "work" for them loosely. Um, I basically manage their money, right? So. Every now and then I would go to job sites and I'd see these people using these tools, yeah. right? They have this thing called a cool tool, which I was like, what's a cool tool? Cool tool is basically anything and everything you use for, um, like they were cutting off drywall with these cool tools. It's basically a giant vibrator with a blade on it that just cuts everything because of the vibration. That it, it was, It's amazing. Okay. So anyways, I have that cool. to chop saws, to pneumatic nailers, to paint sprayers, to electric sanders, you name it. Like yeah. I've got an arsenal of stuff where I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I'm totally going and getting that. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, I don't know how to use half of it. That's hilarious. Like I literally, yeah, here goes my, my dude card, right? I literally had to look up how to get the chop saw open because basically it locks down. Mm -hmm. There's a pin in the back that pushes you in and out. Gently push it down and pull to the pin disengage. Out. I had no idea how to disengage the damn thing. It took me 30 minutes to try to figure out how to open the chop saw before I used it. That's Meanwhile, okay. Sarah's like, John, you're going to cut your damn hand off. Like, let's let's let somebody else in. I, yeah. I got this, honey. I got this. Hold my beer. Watch this. <laughs> so that's good to know because, and I've got a neighbor down in my cul-de-sac. He was, he worked in supply chain for Husqvarna for a long time. And uh, he's, he's literally told me a couple times, if, if I don't own the tool, you don't need it. So every time I go that's to good. Lowe's, I have this burning sensation to just spend my entire life savings on cool mm -hmm. looking tools. Yeah. Because I don't own a lot of tools. I own enough tools to get by and kind of manage. But I don't own any like really cool or high end stuff. 
And so I want to go get it, but then I know people like you and like my neighbor who's literally has a garage full of tools and I could just go borrow at any yeah. point. So. so what's your DIY kryptonite? Kryptonite? Um, Cause you did your office and it looks awesome, right? I didn't do my office. No, I hired somebody for my office. Uh. No, I've done a lot of the small, the, the, the workbenches, the pull-up bar, yeah. um, my dartboard. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my, so my favorite, I'll start with my favorite. My favorite project was building a, uh, a height ruler for my kids. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. That was really cool. And I had aspirations at one point to like try to sell them on Etsy, but it is very labor intensive. I could probably figure out a way to automate it, yeah. but it like, it came out amazing. Just that's what the mailbox numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw that. That's the mailbox cool. numbers and, and each, and each line is, is painted by hand. And, and even to the point where it's measured, it's measured well enough. My, my wife's watching. She says baby gates. I did make baby gates. Oh, your baby gates are absolutely impressive. Yeah. So they're, so they're, they're like barn doors and they're super heavy and they latch. And they're Almost enough to make me want to have another child. Not quite enough. No chance. So with, so with, <laughs> with the baby gates though, thank you, Melissa, for chiming in. They were also so labor intensive. I went to my, I went to my buddy's house like a month after and he had baby gates that were probably like a quarter of the materials and a quarter of the effort. And like, they look just as good. And like my kid, the baby gates don't barely even stop my kids anyway at this point. So, but these rulers are, are legit and I, and I love them. And you know, we're, we're keeping up to date on our kids heights and stuff like that. And then one of my favorite things to do is we've got a wood, I've got a wood burner, just a little like soldering iron. See, now I've got envy. Yeah. I've got two. If you want one. Trade you a TV for a wood burner. Yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> Melissa, do you, do, you, do you approve of that? But I, pretty much on everything I make, I'll write a little message. I'll either put a Bible verse or write a little message. So on the back of my ruler, it's just a message to my kids that maybe when we take the ruler off the wall in 10, 15 years, it'll just be something kind of neat to, uh, to reflect on. What so. a great idea. I try to be a good dad. You are. That's yeah. a great idea. Kryptonite's a different question. I don't know. Probably, probably painting. I just don't really like painting. There's a reason there are painters and drywallers in this world. Right. And that was the one thing working for a construction company where we couldn't have enough of is people who finish drywall, like probably the worst job ever, and um, painters. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So, well, good. Well, that's kind of fun. Electricity is kind of... A little finicky, but I've I've done some I've hung some um, some ceiling fans and stuff like that. So really, if if something comes up, my first instinct is to do it myself, yep. even to the detriment of my well being, my time, my <laughs> wallet. I'm very stubborn and uh, and I'm a guy, so I like to do the stuff myself. So, but yeah, we um, and then I think lastly. I think just touching on DIY projects and specifically like when you're renovating your house, could you talk quickly about maybe how doing your own renovations or doing renovations to a house may maybe like affect resale value and, sure. and, and price? Cause so obviously kitchens and master bedrooms and master bathrooms are what sell your home. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to like do tile for the first time, let's not do that in your kitchen backsplash or your master bathroom floor yeah. or your do shower. Do it in your half bath. Do it, in the, do half it in the bath. kids' half bath. That's going to be a total shit show anyway when the yeah. house is being shown just from soap and shampoo everywhere. That's like, right. Like start there. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but yeah, I would say if you're going to update anything, kitchens, master baths, master bedrooms, um, wallpapers back. 
Uh, wallpaper is bad. I used to hang wallpaper as a kid. I got paid $10 an hour to help some dude every night from like 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. Wow. Hang wallpaper in coals. And uh, that was the worst job ever. That sounds downright ever. miserable. It was awful. Like I had to prep all the glue. <sighs> Wallpaper's awful. Anyway, just shiplap the wall. Just shiplap the wall. I love that. I love that. <laughs> but yeah, you're right because you don't want to. You don't want to do too big of a renovation right. and not ever get your resale value out of it. And you also don't want to half-ass something mm-hmm. and affect it the wrong way, right? So I think there's. You, there has to be some rhyme or reason to what you're doing. Right. Little little projects here and there, a ruler, a pull-up bar, a mounting a TV. Right. Like if you're going to paint pretty, your pretty cabinets, harmless. If you're going to paint your kitchen cabinets, don't do it with a flat paint, right? Do there it with a high gloss or some sort of cabinet paint. There you go. Because if somebody's coming in and they see that you half-assed your kitchen cabinet paint, the first thing they're going to think of is what else did they half-ass in this mm. house? So you want to, those big areas, kitchen, master bedroom, master bath. I love that. <clears throat> Spoken from an expert. <laughs> Loosely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hopefully going to be a, a wood-burning expert here soon. Oh, those so that, we'll those little things with the birthdays are awesome. Yeah. We got, really we, got, we got some good stuff. So JP and I spent a lot of time together this President's Day weekend. So maybe on episode four, I'll, t- I'll, I'll, t- I'll take you through the journey of our walk on the Greenway where my kids <laughs> literally spontaneously combusted all uh, at the same time. It was a complete nightmare and embarrassing. It was okay. And, and the, kids. And then we drank wine and it was fine. Yeah. box, And we got to get the box wine girls on here too. Yeah. So one, our, in one of our upcoming episodes, we're going to have our wives, uh, Melissa and Sarah, um, who we've playfully nicknamed the box wine babes. We're going to have them come and just yeah. run and just run the show. And I don't know what they're going to talk about. Hopefully they just complain about us the whole time. Kidding. Um, but we'd love to have them uh, make a guest appearance on the Bonfire Brothers because we wouldn't be Bonfire Brothers if we didn't have significant others to right. keep us in line and make sure we don't blow our hands off starting the fire <laughs> with gasoline. So, cool. Well, um, we hope everybody has a great a great week. And uh, please um, subscribe to the podcast. Yeah. Leave comments on Facebook Live. We love that. Um, we got some feedback like, hey, what are you guys going live again? Like, so, cool. Um iTunes, Podbeam, share it. Um, Please uh, like our Facebook pages as well. Um, We want to continue to provide value and humor and maybe give you a train wreck every once in a while. Shout out to Denny Hamlin for winning the 500. Yeah, congrats. Shout out to everybody out there um, who's hustling and making it happen. And uh, we love you guys. We hope you have a great week. And uh, we're going to take you out with a little blind melon. Shannon Hoon, pray, pray for no rain these next couple days. See you guys. Yeah. Bye, guys.